just starting it right now. Are going to keep Travis's old man cough? <laughs> no. You sound like my grandfather trying to cough up, like, Nazi gold. That's, like, that's because I am trying to cough up. <laughs> I am trying to cough up Nazi gold. That's what's happening. Someone, that's where it's hidden. That's Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rattle. Yeah. I, yeah. I've got that weird congestion thing where it's like it starts up in my sinuses and then it drains into my lungs. So now I'm like. <sighs> yeah. Y'all, the listeners aren't going to know this, but we've taken a two week break because we've been hella sick. Yeah. <laughs> just, like Ari started... and I were both really sick and then Ben got really sick. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> we just have been like, what if we didn't? <laughs> What if we didn't try to like force us to record? Yeah, when we both just want to sleep because we're so tired and we have fevers and yeah, it started with our friend Will. Yeah, Will got guys, us sick. Who you guys heard in the, uh, uh, the one of the kidnap sketches? One of the kidnap sketches. He with, plays like the crazy with the redneck. button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, fuck Will. Hey, Will, yeah. if you're listening to this, and I know you will be, fuck you. <laughs> You can't just say that because he's moved away now. He has moved away, and I miss him, and I hope that he dies in a fiery pit. How about that? Wow. where he's going. Yeah, I mean, it might as well be a fiery pit where he is. Uh, I love how we, like, pretend Huntsville is so much better. Because it is. It is. Because it is. <laughs> well, it sticks out now. No, I think to where we live. Fuck it. Yeah, we've, we've talked about being in Huntsville all the time. Yeah, we do every day. Like... We we make like so almost true. exclusively local Huntsville jokes. This is true. <laughs> hey guys, you ever been at Low Mill? Ah. I just popped up to Bandito Burrito. How about that Ditto Landing? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Early Works. Oh God. Mm. How about the How about the rockets and the havoc? They have rockets other places and havoc. Yeah, they have rockets like two other places. They don't have the Huntsville Havoc, though. That's true. They don't have Huntsville Havoc. That is exclusive to Huntsville. What were we talking about before we started recording? Who fucking knows? Horror anime and porn? <laughs> we were yeah. not talking about porn. We were talking about anime because we're going to turn Hey Ass Button to an anime <laughs> podcast. We've heard your complaints. <laughs> And Whoever you, know what we you said? are, we said fuck you. Yeah, we're gonna ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this entire podcast is gonna be like, hold on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about horror movies because oh, yeah. there are a lot of great ones coming out. Actually, there's a lot of really good ones that are that are out. Yeah, some are on Netflix. A lot are just. Terrible and on Netflix, and those are the ones I've seen recently. And you know what? Still enjoyable. Veronica, that is on Netflix. I haven't heard of it, but oh, tell me about it. It stud. was build. It was a uh, advertised to me on Facebook, and several people told me that it was the scariest movie on Netflix. Really? It's just a really good possession movie. It's not super scary. It's just a really good possession movie set in Brazil in 1991 hmm. during the eclipse there. It's pretty fucking cool. This girl gets uh, kind of possessed by a ghost hmm. because of a Ouija board. Ooh. So, you know, not the most original story, but it is pretty cool because she goes to a Catholic uh, school. Oh, She's nice. like 15 or so. Oh. Uh, but I watched that one. That one I would advise watching if you like possession movies. It's good. I don't. 
So it's got kind of an exorcist vibe to it. Mm, there's another one I watched that was... You got Catholics, you got Possession, what more do you want? There's mm. the Exorcist of Molly Hartley, that one's a lot more like the Exorcist. Right, yeah. The, you got Exorcism, you got Catholics, what more do you want? That one's a lot more like the Exorcist, but uh, Veronica is a lot... It's a, it's very much more original. Oh. Because they're... The exorcism of Molly Hartley is very much just, oh, like, what if and they had to do an exorcism at an insane asylum that is run by the Catholic Church, but we don't have a, like, a, we, the, pre, or the priest that has to perform the exorcist is kind of, he does, he's no longer a priest because the last exorcism he did, the mother and priest that was helping him died because they jumped out a window. Okay. Wow. I have read a fanfic exactly like this. I believe it. Hey, Ben, move the microphone a little like, closer to you. I have read this exact, like, Bat Family AU. Yeah, because it's not oh. an original story. No, not at all. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it can't be enjoyable. Mm. I'm not... I, That's I, Molly, Molly Hartley. Two out of five. All right. Not a good movie. Yeah. I, if, if you want to rag on a movie, yeah. totally watch it. Okay, I love ragging on movies. I will say this, I, um, when I said, like, just because something's not original doesn't mean it can't be enjoyable, I meant that in more of a general sense. Yeah. I haven't seen Molly Hartley, but there are some times where I'm like, ugh, this plot, I know it exactly, and I'm still, like, entertained by it, because I, I enjoy the, I just enjoy that type of story. I know, like, the, you know mo- like I mean? the movie Tokyo Godfathers is just Ice Age, but in Japan and in anime. <laughs> okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stop. <laughs> Take a moment. Think about what you've done. Uh-huh. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back. Put the brand new position. What? Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, you're right. Yeah. But, like, Ice Age is not, like, Tokyo. Okay, hold on. Do you think when uh, Vanilla Ice gets old, he's going to be stop, collaborate, and listen? Ice is back with the brand Just new Just think, position? there's, like,. Do you think when Vanilla Ice gets old, he's going to go my melted ice? (laughs) (laughs) No, crushed ice. Crushed ice? Like his dreams. Who's Sid in Tokyo Godfathers? Uh, Which one is Sid? Sid's the... The sloth. The sloth. The white-eyed sloth. Sid the sloth. Uh, Also, I've seen Ice Age like more than once. Hang on. Okay, so there's the older guy, which is the woolly mammoth. Yes. The well, I guess the the girl, the like the young kid would be. See, uh, you're Sid. totally wrong. The young girl is. Uh, oh, is the saber tooth tiger. tiger? And Sid, and is, Sid the, is the trans, trans woman. woman. Yeah. Okay, you're right. And let me tell you this. And the baby is the baby. The baby is the baby. Whatever. Although nobody, Tokyo, Tokyo nobody Godfather gets stabbed. Is so much better. <laughs> it really is. It's so good. Okay, we're not going to turn this into an anime podcast right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. So we're going to shut up about it. Uh, fuck horror movies. Horror did movies. Did we get us back on track with the ones I've seen? Whoop! Yeah, I'm swinging it All around. Right. So you ever seen the original Cabin Fever? Yes. That one's really fucking good, right? Yeah. It, Eli Roth made a remake of the original. No. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's pretty much a whole bunch of death sequences. Of course. Yeah. I mean, sure, that's what the first one was, but at least it kind of had a pretty cool story that kind of like you know wrapped it together. Yeah, not so much. In this yeah, category. Eli Roth was like, hey, what are some cool ways we can kill people on screen? 
Pretty much. Isn't Eli Roth the guy who's in Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, he plays the bear Jew. Yes. Okay. Here's my problem with Eli Roth. Everything I've ever seen from him is just torture porn. Yeah. It's just that. Yeah. And if I wanted to see torture porn, I would, would go see... I would watch torture porn. Yeah, you know what I mean? You like, watch Hostel too. Yeah, sure, whatever. Or like actual porn with torture. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not interested in that, so I'm not going to go see it. You know he what I mean? He has a really good aesthetic, and the special effects in his movies are always really good and look really cool. Sure. The problem is there's usually not a whole lot of story, which is what I want in a horror movie, right? Such as Cabin Fever. Well, and and we've talked about this before, but like when I want, I want to see people struggle and suffer and go through a bunch of bullshit. But ultimately, I do want them to find their version of the happiest ending they can. You know, that which, never goddamn happens in any like no, movie. Which doesn't necessarily mean living, right? Right. Yeah. Or that everybody's going to be okay. But I want there to be some sort of self-actualization maybe. Yeah. Right? Like lessons are learned and they're ultimately a better person if they are alive. Right. That's movie. why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Okay? Because these kids go through hell. But at the end of it, for the, for the main character, uh, Bill, the one whose brother dies, George, Georgie's the brother and he... He dies in the beginning of the movie slash book. Mm-hmm. Um, like a twenty year old thing. Yeah. Also, like, go see it. I don't know. It's um, on something. Go watch it. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh, but like at the end, even though he's been through hell and he's almost lost all of his friends and he has lost his brother, at least at the end of the first movie, he gets catharsis. Yeah. He finds peace. He finds confirmation that Georgie has died and has gotten revenge. Bunny quotes because it comes up comes back. It is. <laughs> But he gets revenge on the guy who killed him. Like, what more can you want, you know? I will say it is a really good, like, loss of innocence story. It's, it, a, it's a coming of age. Coming of age, loss of innocence. Yeah. If so facto, potato, tomato. Sure. But, the building's Roman. Yeah. Uh, jet fuel milk still the bams. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I may still have the fever. But, uh... <laughs> but no, that's what, I, that's what I loved about it. It was fucking scary. Yeah. There were really good parts. But ultimately, it had a great plot, and I loved it. Yes, yes. It, sure, it had death sequences, mm-hmm. which you need in a good horror movie. Uh, it well, and even like, and it has a good solid villain and a good solid monster with a good solid motivation. Exactly. Why do I scare the shit out of kids? Because kids who are afraid taste better. Yeah. A movie that does that poorly and was a massive letdown was Jeepers Creepers three. Mm, yeah. Which Creepers, takes place... Creepers, where'd you get them peepers? Okay. It, all right, so you know how... You've seen the first two, correct? No, I've seen the first one. All right, so the very first one. All yes. Right. Jeepers Creepers 3 takes place immediately after the first movie. Okay. Oh. Before the second movie. Okay. Which kind of is a spoiler and kind of isn't a spoiler. It's supposed to be kind of like a cool twist because you're not supposed to know when the movie takes place. Ah, uh, I see. Right. But... It's just garbage. That's yeah. all it is. Don't well, watch the movie. Because the lore of the Jeepers Creepers thing is that it comes alive, like, what, every 27 years? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, why did it come alive again? Because it has to come alive so it can, like, continue to live. It has to replace all of its body parts that may have deteriorated while it was asleep. Right. Like, it has a pretty cool, like, the, the lore in the first two movies is actually pretty fucking rad. Because it has to build up like a storage, like you know how like like squirrels build up nuts for winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this monster has to build up a storage of people for 
the long winter of 30 years. So if, <laughs> but so I, get, I guess, yeah. I guess that's what makes it bad is that it's, if it's in between, peaks. if it's in between the first and second movies, that means it like breaks that. Yeah. That they don't have to go, like they could have gone 30 years in the past and that would have been fine. Or they yeah. could have gone 30 years in the future and that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been interesting. But because of where the second movie ends off, it's like the second movie ends off with the monster nailed to the wall of like a of a barn. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they couldn't really do anything with that. I mean, other than it just breaking free because it's an immortal beast. Mm-hmm. And like the whole crux of the movie was that uh, it was trying to destroy everything that because um, people were supposed to show or not supposed to know what it is because if they know what it is like supernatural, they can figure out how to kill it. Right. Uh-huh. Once so, we figure out the rules. You can destroy it. Right. Uh, there is one scene that is kind of cool where they write, because it buried a hand in somebody's backyard, and if you use that, you could kind of, this weird thing would happen where you would float up into the sky, and then you would see what it is, huh. and then you would fall to the ground and somehow not die. Uh, but they make this sign where it was, it says, we know what you are, and it, it just like pounds the ground out of anger. And then you never get to know what the fuck it is. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm not like I'm not giving you the description because I enjoyed this movie. I'm giving you the description because this movie is goddamn trash and you shouldn't watch it. Fair enough. Ben, I have a question. And I have a question for you too, Travis. What's that? And if you can't think of one that's in a horror movie, you can use another movie. Because I know you don't watch a lot of horror movies, Travis. Mm-hmm. But Ben, what's your favorite like horror movie lore? Mm, you have to give me a second. Take your time. I've already got one. Mine is probably Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Like that. That's a, that's a solid movie. That yeah. is such a great movie. And yeah. then the why what's happening is happening, mm-hmm. which spoilers, but this whole conversation is going to be spoilery, so just get the fuck over it. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Uh, it's a secret facility that traps teenagers and makes them, forces them to act out a stereotypical teenagers trapped in the woods horror movie. Yeah. Uh, so that they can keep an ancient eldritch being from rising and destroying the entire world. So good. Like. It's a solid. Yeah. Solid yeah. Show. It's just such an interesting, like, because it, it, it's got that whole, like, scream thing where everybody's aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. but they're not able to stop it. Yeah. It's just, it's, I just love it. That so I've got really a little good. kitty headrest right now, and it's very comfortable. Yeah, Ducky's sitting on the it's back very of my cute. chair. Mm. She's very, she's very soft. My favorite, probably going to have to go with the De- Evil Dead series. Yeah, like that's OG, also a good one. Evil Dead One, Two, and uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah, that it's pretty much just the main character's fault is what's going on, and he understands that. Yeah, and so he has to destroy an evil that he brought amongst into the world. Ash is such a great like his character progression is so good. Yeah, in throughout the three movies, Evil Dead Two might be one of my favorite movies of all time. Evil Dead Two is probably the best out of the three. Oh yeah, well Armory of Darkness is bad, but in a way that's like great. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good campy B movie. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it does like Sam. I believe it's still Sam Raimi that did it. Uh, Because he did the first two. Right. No, I knew that. uh, because Sam Raimi is a son of a bitch because... Sam Raimi does two movies pretty good, drops the ball on the third one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's because he got too much money, I think. Cause, it is directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, the thing was with those movies, the first two specifically, 
uh, he actively hurt Bruce Campbell to make those movies. Oh, really? Like, he, like, like... He actually cut off Bruce Campbell's hand? That's amazing. <laughs> he replaced it. Not, like, that actively hurt, but a lot of the blood from those movies is Bruce Campbell's real blood. Oh, God. <laughs> the That's the thing about doing, like, low-budget horror movies, which, of course, for a long time, slash still today, all of them are low-budget, is yeah. that you might really get injured. Like, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not a fun set to work on. Uh, I bet. Because... But that's the thing, like, you can tell a movie that was hard to make, and those are usually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the ones where they had, like, a good time, and everybody seems to be cutting up a little bit. That's when it seems a bit, like, hammy, and they're not as good, I think. <laughs> I want you to suffer for your art. It doesn't yeah. count if you don't actually die during yeah. a horror movie. So says the there man is... in, in plaid and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> there is that line between like how <laughs> you know oh how much I want to do that. How... I, write, I wrote I write ghostwrite.com blog. <laughs> how low budget does a horror movie get before it just becomes a snuff film? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had to literally kill our actors. Sorry. Blair Witch Project saw one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there? What's the horror movie where like everybody almost died and then afterwards somebody did die? Was that Poltergeist? I think. I think so. Like yeah. the Poltergeist, you know, curse or whatever. Yeah. So what we're saying is, if you're going to make a horror movie, at least have the decency to actually kill your actors. Thank you. <laughs> There was an Italian horror movie that did something like that where uh, they made the violence so realistic that after the movie, like after the movie was filmed up until it came out, all of the actors in that movie were like under contract to just have complete radio silence and just disappear from media entirely to make people think that they actually died in the movie because it was so like realistically violent and there was this whole publicity stunt where they like uh somebody like sued the director of the movie like it was a fake trial and all that dude do you remember when the Blair Witch Project came out yes and everybody was like, that actually happened? Those kids fucking died? Yeah. Like, that's part of the reason why that movie was so successful, because everybody thought it was real. Right. Which is, like, really shitty for those actors, because then they show up and they're like, hey, I'm not dead. Please stop having a memorial for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, why don't you ever call? Because last time I did, you, would go, you went, ah, a ghost, and you hung up the phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what horror movie was that? The I, Italian one. I, I can't it. remember. All right. To the Googles. Yeah, you can just look up like Italian movie with realistic violence. Yeah, we'll come, we'll <laughs> and you will come across so many mafia movies, it's not even funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with this. I love, uh, I love two things in this world. Horror movies. And mafia movies. And mafia movies. Um, yeah. And your dogs. That's three and, things. Uh, this, uh, that's six things. Aw. You keep counting each of your dogs separately. Yeah, I love my dogs very much. I guess I love three things in this world, too. Dude, uh, Sophie is what... Sophie and a few other things are what got me through this week. She's been super goddamn snuggly. Aww. My cat's been snuggly, too. Nice. Got ducky for a headrest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, horror movies. What is a horror movie you wish you could unwatch and never watch again? The human centipede. That's what I figured you were going to say. I could live a very long and happy life and never see the human centipede again. That one is garbage. 
It's so bad. I have not seen it. I just... I, I have made it a point to not watch those movies. If I don't you, know. I think you should. Okay. I'm not going to watch them. Here's the thing. If you make a movie... This, this is a huge pet peeve of mine. If you, And Funny Games, the OG Funny Games director did this too. And you know what? Fuck that guy. If you make a movie that's like every schlocky, violent, over-the-top, like just horror, like, you know, revenge or like torture porn, uh, gore like thing right and then you say ah but i made this movie to showcase how violent horror movies slash torture porn slash gore movies are it's like go fuck yourself yeah you know what i mean like no no if you like if you're going to protest against those type of movies make a good horror movie that doesn't rely on like over the top sexual um like gore and violence, mm. you know, like that's why Cabin Fever or Cabin Cabin in the Woods was such a good movie. Exactly, it's, like they worked, they made a good horror movie that didn't rely on like those shitty tropes. Yeah, and I do like some schlocky violence. I mean, yeah. I am an Evil Dead fan. Yeah, you know, like I like fake blood, and I like when the actors almost die and all that jazz. You know, it's <laughs> all fun and games. Um, they're funny games, but hey. the point is, is that like I don't expect, you know, I don't expect. Uh, fucking George Romero to be like, oh yeah, also fuck zombies. Like after he mm-hmm. makes the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like don't do that. Own what you want to be. Don't exactly. Try to, don't try to backpedal because you're a bitch. And the Human Centipede director was like, yeah, this is why. And I was like, stop. Yeah. Don't. It'd be like the director of a Serbian film being like, well, I made this movie to combat child pornography. <laughs> well, then why did you do the thing that you did? Yeah. <laughs> like, stop. Uh, anyway, I just want to step off my soapbox. No, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It's fine. Uh, we need better horror movies. Yes. And this is this is the hell I die on. <laughs> the hills that you have eyes that you have. <laughs> I did that. I've done God that joke before, but it's still so good. I love the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. It's oh, really? so goddamn good. I haven't seen the remake. When did it come out? Like I was in elementary school or middle school when it oh, came well, out. That's probably why I haven't oh. seen it. It's fucking good. Because if you were in elementary or middle school, I was in middle school slash also elementary school, and I was not watching horror movies at the time. Dude, I've been watching horror movies. Like I remember, it's like. We were, it was before we moved to the house that we live in now, so I would have had to have been in elementary school. Uh, I remember hiding behind this old chair that we used to have, mm. watching the It miniseries. <laughs> I saw the and It miniseries. I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Yeah. I, saw, I think the scariest I got was probably the It miniseries when I was in middle school. Yeah. Outside of the It miniseries, the scariest I got was like Labyrinth, oh. which is not a scary movie. Yeah. But to a child, it kind of... Yeah, I, I've never been one to watch, like, scary movies. In fact, there is a Courage the Cowardly Dog episode. Yeah. Lady of the Black Lagoon. Yes. Where she kidnaps Eustace, and uh, Courage goes down there. And there's this sequence of the lady who is, like, this sultry, sexy, seductress, like, succubus kind of thing. Yeah. And she goes in this transformation sequence to eat Eustace. And that transformation scared me so much that I didn't. You talked about this before. Yeah, I you didn't. Changed the channel, I changed the channel and, and then I you didn't turn on it, the TV. And I didn't change it back to Cartoon Network for another like week and a half. Damn. Because I didn't want to come across that episode again. I guess I did watch Courage the Cowardly Dog 
I watched that with you. Like, I watched some of it. Like, most of it was good until I watched that episode. And I was like, oh, my God. Do you remember that evil cat? Yeah, Mr. Cat. Yeah, Mr. Cat. I loved that evil cat. He was red as fuck. He was so cool. Mm -hmm. I want Steven to be Mr. Cat. Steven! He looks like Mr. Cat. Become evil. Ah, He's not paying attention. (sighs) Some people would argue that all cats are evil, but Steven's too dumb to be evil. Yes. (laughs) Evil is banal, but I do think you have to have some modicum of intelligence. Yeah. Steven is too dumb. Would you say Jurassic Park is a horror movie? No. Fair enough. I would say it's an action adventure with some suspense elements. Okay. Yeah. That being said, when I was a kid, it did scare me, but everything scared me. Oh, yeah. Also, when I was a kid, that uh, as soon as, like, the goat leg falls on top of the car, uh, I was like, nope, out of here. Turned the movie off. Didn't watch it. I remember renting the first one. Yeah. Like, going to Blockbuster. That's exactly what I did, too. I rented the first one because... Like, they actually watched it in my science class. I was in sixth grade. Let's prove evolution is real. (laughs) You can clone dinosaurs. But so, like, in my sixth grade science class, my my teacher, like, gave everyone a waiver to take home so we could watch this PG-13 movie. And, uh... Oh, my God. But then I was sick for the three days that we actually watched it. And we were supposed to, like, fill out, like, answer questions about the movie or whatever. And so I had to like rent it myself and watch it. And as soon as it got to that scene with the the goat, and I was like, "Nope, what's I'm the, not gonna watch it." What's the best movie you watched in school for school? Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, we you watched that, that in history class. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm, we have to think for a second. We watched Finding Nemo for Spanish class. Spanish. Why? I guess you watched it, watched it in Spanish. Oh, no. I take that back. Fucking Pan's Labyrinth. We watched in my Spanish class. Oh, you lucky son. Yeah. yeah I never watched Pan's Labyrinth in Spanish since Fighting Nemo. Uh, but for a history class, we watched The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. See, you nice. guys got like... Oh, I love The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. It's a fucking good movie. One, probably yeah. like my favorite Western. Four things I love in this world. Ah! The fourth being westerns. <laughs> Horror movies, mafia movies, westerns, dogs. your dogs. Yes. Um, seven things. Seven things. Uh, okay, so this is probably... I had a banger English class, ninth grade, and we watched all of Star Wars. Oh, The nice. OG Holy Star Wars. Shit. We watched all of the OG Star Wars. Did that take a semester? It took no. a year. <laughs> it, oh, yeah, it took a year. You've said that I've talked before. about this before. Yeah, we've talked oh about this on podcasts before. Oh, God. Um, but right, and you had it, the exact same rela- reaction. You, you were like, you did it take a semester? Reaction. And Ari was like, yeah, it took a year. <laughs> Deja vu cast. <laughs> um, I don't remember talking Okay, about since this. I've already talked about Star Wars, then Don't I'm worry, like, we have it recorded. Bag of goddamn dicks. Okay, since we already talked about Star Wars then, I will say probably my favorite outside of Star Wars is we watched um, Henry V, the Kenneth Branagh. Oh, wow. And that's like like the very first play I saw, a Shakespeare play I saw where I like got it uh-huh. was King Lear and I watched it in eighth grade. My yeah. dad was in it as the non-bastard. He's Edmund, I think. Mm-hmm. Edmund and Edgar. One of them's bastard, one of them's not. And then... Uh, the very first like Shakespeare movie I saw outside of that was Henry V, and I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah. This movie is amazing." Kenneth Branagh gets up and does the St. Crispin's Day speech. 
then some fucking people die. It was badass. Loved it. I am going to say this. You guys got to watch cool Spanish movies. Yeah. I, I was took French in high school because I didn't want to learn a language that I would use in my everyday life. <laughs> except, except when people are like, oh, I know Spanish. And I could be like, well, actually, did you know that this in French means? Like, that's it. Um, and so we watched Podon. What? Which translates to donkey skin. Oh. And it was a oh. 1970s movie about this young princess whose mother dies. Before her mom croaks it, she makes her father, who's the king, promise that she he won't get remarried to anybody unless I think she's talked more about beautiful this. than her. I yeah. think you talked about this on the show, too. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I probably talked about it in, like, fucked up French fairy tales or something. Yeah, probably. Or, like, examples of books I like, because there's a book... Based off yeah. of Podon that you, I really you've enjoy. You've talked about it. Yeah, but we watched this 1970s version which had like people like totally dressed in one color and it had a helicopter in it. <laughs> it's a crazy movie. It's <laughs> on YouTube. There's singing. It's a musical. And uh, there's a there's a fairy the godmother. Fuck? Yeah, it's an amazing it's an amazing movie. I'll show you guys some clips because it's crazy. This sounds bonkers as hell. I remember there's a song and it goes, L'amour, l'amour, je t'aime, l'amour, which means love, love, I love, love. Uh-huh. They were not bringing out Alan Menken to write these songs, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Jeez. But it's, it's fucking fantastic. I think there are some like really gnarly posters that I have on my phone that are like film posters but they're crazy they're like those 1970s like uh, i was hopped up on acid when i made these well it was the 70s it was the 70s like yeah it's sort sort of fucking they were pulling no punches to make these posters yeah uh that's probably like my real answer for favorite movies that i watched in class star wars and henry v romeo and juliet and hamlet and you... then my like this movie is so nuts and i've seen it more than once because it's just so crazy to me answer is Podoc. My uh, my high school in the Latin class, they would watch the Caligula movie. Oh, or I Claudius. <laughs> I think they watched both of those, actually. They watched Caligula? Yeah. With Malcolm McDowell? I think so. He went that to movie Ran- goes hard. Yeah. He went to Randolph. Yeah, I went to Randolph. You... <laughs> Shh. We could do whatever the Shh. fuck we wanted. They were Randolph. Yeah. They were Randolph. Still are Randolph. Oh, God. We were Randolph. <laughs> we were Randolph. All right. Well, on that note, I believe Travis uh-huh. has something he wants to say. I do. I do. Yes. Night Shifter. Night Shifter. Ooh, this episode is called Night Shifter, Travis. Uh-huh. What do you think it's about? Porn. My job. Sam and Dean are going to go to an investigation in a mall. And they're going to get locked in the mall and there's going to be a mannequin that comes to life. Oh my God. And Dean is going to fall in love with the mannequin and they're going to have a dance scene in the mall. Okay. And this is mannequin. Yes. <laughs> the unth. <laughs> um, problem. I have a question. And then they save the mannequin from being put in a wood chipper. <laughs> This just... It's just the movie Mannequin. It's just the movie Mannequin, <laughs> starring Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Uh, question. Uh-huh. Is this what you talked about two weeks ago at the end of that last episode? I don't think so. I think it is. It's crazy that I remember now. I, d- I don't sure remember. It's to repeat itself. All right. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, Travis. 
Actually, I do. It's not. But oh. let's watch it and find out anyways. Whee! an episode we're back. <laughs> we haven't done that in so long it i know feels like it feels like it feels like it's been a long time because it has it's been so long for since us we watched, yeah for the listeners no time is no no time. like this episode came out right after the last one they don't know i mean they know because we told them yes but they don't understand the plight we had to like cancel guests yeah and rearrange everything yeah it's been crazy dude this ep- it's been so long since we watched an episode of Supernatural that there was actually another Netflix show that we watched before. Su- we Travis and I do Wait, not what? Watch, use Netflix a lot. We do not use Netflix. No, not like, really. We, we use we use it for Supernatural. So every week when we open Netflix, it's like oh, it's like oh, what is Supernatural's this? right fucking there. Yeah, like but this week. I actually watched Arrow on Travis's Netflix Oh, that's account. right. Yeah. So we couldn't just go straight to Supernatural. We had to go one over. Okay. This yeah. is a dumb story. Anyways, yep. the point is, is that shut up. All right. We were off of Supernatural for a while. I had time to get back on drugs and leave them. Go to rehab. Get back yeah. on drugs. Yes. And, and then get back on Supernatural. It's been a very exciting three days for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> ben like, has like a- been on a trip. <laughs> Are you guys again? <laughs> to a great facility out in California. Yeah. <laughs> we have missed him. He came back with a hookah. And a lovely tan. And some board shorts. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how true that is. We said y'all, and he killed us. So <laughs> he murdered us, because that's what people in California do to Alabamians. And, uh, yeah. You say y'all, you die. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> To say that in this accent. Yes, yeah, it's a say. <laughs> ben sounds most appropriate saying y'all. <laughs> According to stereotypes. So what'd y'all yep. do while I was on drugs? Uh, not much. Watch, yeah. Watch we also did drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, we mostly just like didn't clean our kitchen for two weeks. Yeah, pretty we much. Were like so sick. That's basically like. One of the reasons we clean it, like, try to clean our kitchen is when, like, people come over. Yeah. I'm not people. Yeah. It's true. You're yeah. like our unofficial third roommate. Basically. You just walk in. Yeah. Like, oh, really the do. first time that door has been locked in months. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's, like, morning we time. Lock and I, for- it. I forgot it was we locked. Lock it, okay? Don't come to break door. No one yeah. knows where you live. I mean, in, like, the very second episode, really? I talked about how easy <laughs> it was to break down our door. Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. That ship has sailed. It's all right. No, not enough people listen to this podcast for like thieves to be picking up on it. Yeah. Also, we don't have anything of value. Yeah. Plus, no. Wait. That's Except not... for our beautiful cats. Yeah. That's actually not true. I have a lot of valuable stuff. Please don't steal it. I just looked over. <laughs> oh, my God. Travis, keep with the lie. God damn it. I just looked over at Ducky doing something so cute. And yeah. y'all, if any cat thieves were like cat burglars if you will oh we're like God. i need some new kitties ducky would be prime prime cat she would be prime she would be prime oh, you're like let me oh get- my god i cannot handle how cute she is, where, where is she? she's over there on my book bag oh look at her look at her your aces 
Okay. They'd see Ducky and be like, that's the one. And then Steven would walk up and be like, meh. They'd be like, oh, God, that cat's dumb. Let's not get the screaming cat. Yeah. <laughs> the cat that screams. Uh, down with the Dead Delight. Yep. I'm surprised Down with the Dead Delight is not a name of a Supernatural episode. It's, it might be. They're still making You're right. those things. We so. haven't seen all of the Supernatural episodes. Yeah. All right. All right. Speaking of Supernatural, let's get back into it. Let's get dangerous. <laughs> so, Travis. I, so I watched an anime recently. Travis, was, okay. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Supernatural, the anime, which we should still watch, I don't want to hear about it. Okay. And this is me saying this. So what was this episode called? Night Shifter. Nightshade. Got it. Night Shifter. Night um, Robots in Disguise, which is a very appropriate Night Stalker. So we cold open, just like obviously. I mean, it's pretty obvious from the title of this episode. There's going to be a shapeshifter episode. A shapeshifter, and um, a grifter. If you Shifting. Just shapes. like the last, just like the last episode with a shapeshifter in it. It starts in Meteores. Yes. <laughs> did you like that fancy word? I did. Ah. As somebody with an English degree, I was like, eh. So it starts right in the middle of the action. And it's like uh, there's a bank being holed up, and there's just a real bad iMovie filter that makes it supposed to make it look like a news feed. Anyway, I couldn't get over it. That was just the time. Still can't. No, news did not look like that at the time. Yes, it did. No. Go on. It didn't look like iMovie. It was grainy as fuck. We all know it. Continue. No, it wasn't even the... Anyway. Uh, So there's like this bank being holed up, and then you see it's like zooms in on someone who's walking out of the bank. It's like they're releasing hostage. And then guess who's releasing hostage? It's fucking Dean Winchester. Winchester. Who then... Yeah, John John Winchester. (laughs) Who who then uh, like kind of looks towards where the camera is with the most confused look on his face. Yes. Like someone tricked him into doing this kind of look. This is a man who did not plan his sausage situation, (laughs) but when he saw it going off the rails, he will step in and take control. All right? He's like me at a party where nobody is having fun. Okay? And so... He really... I've coughed my brains out. If he were at a party, he'd be like, what? We don't have enough tapas? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm on this. Gotta run to the store with Sam. Be back in an hour. I'm on top of these tapas. But, um... But so then we cut to the beginning uh, one day ago where Sam and Dean are investigating some murders that happened. There was like uh, like someone from a jewelry store like robbed the jewelry store and then who, who worked there, someone who worked at the jewelry store, robbed the jewelry store, went home and killed themselves. And then someone at this bank robbed the bank, had worked there for a long time, robbed the bank, went home and killed themselves. So they're like, this is weird. So they uh the first they're in the jewelry store where apparently it is a pre a prerequisite of being hired is having a gigantic forehead. Yeah. yeah. Um they all had five heads. Yeah. They literally the subtitles like three words fit on their foreheads. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it was amazing. They were bigger than Red Foreman's forehead. Yeah. Oh god. Like there were a lot of F-words in that sentence. Yeah, there really were. <laughs> the fuck you trying to say about <laughs> But so uh, they, they interview the people at the jewelry store, and then they talk. I get, do, they, don't, they don't talk to anyone at the bank, but they go. They find out this guy who was, like, low-key involved with... He let... He was a security guard at the bank that got robbed, and yes. he let his friend... He let his friend in. Who was and, actually the shapeshifter. Right. And so they they meet him, good old Ronald, 
Ronald and Ronald is- has cracked the code. He is like, I know what is going on. Uh, there is someone who has taken the skin of these people mm-hmm. and uh, robbed these banks and killed them. It's the fucking Cyberman from Doctor Who. It's <laughs> fucking men, men droids. Uh, that's gonna make a DBC reference. Be like, why would he dress up as little green aliens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to anime. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, oh yeah, there's like these fucking Terminator style androids that can ship it shape into any human they want, and they're stealing these banks and killing these people. Blah blah blah. And Sam and Dean are like, well, you're almost right. Yeah. <laughs> you're really like close, so dude. close. You're so close. Um, which I love. I'll get into that in a minute. And then uh, they, Sam and Dean figure out what bank is going to be next because they know that shapeshifters like to live in sewers. And there's this main sewer line that has been connecting the jewelry store and the first bank and now this other bank. So they go to the bank disguised as like... Um, security people because they're going to monitor the uh the The feed the feed they're like oh we're doing maintenance on the cameras or whatever so they get in there and they find out who the shapeshifter is by their eyes because like every supernatural monster they've got fucking crazy eyes eyes. the window to the crazy soul of the monster so they figure it out but as soon as they figure out ronald shows up to the bank with an AK-47 or... That was, that was, it was what like, is it? It was like an M4. An M4? It may, may have well been an AR-15. I was going to say this. It's a serious fucking like, gun. It's an assault rifle. It's one of those guns that needs to be banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the guns that Bernie Sanders gets up in arms about. <clears throat> up in arms? I'm not, hey! I'm not a gun expert. I'll be honest with you. It was a, it was a semi-automatic rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Dean was like, you got a fucking cannon. We've got some knives. Yeah. So... And Chill. so uh, so Ronald chains the door to the bank shut so no one can leave. And then basically takes everyone hostage, walks into the open of the bank, uh, like the open lobby of the bank and goes, this isn't a robbery. And starts shooting in the air. <laughs> Things you don't say in a bank. Yeah. This, get down. This isn't a robbery. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Fucking white people. But, um, but so he takes everyone hostage, puts them all in the vault. And then... Um, I guess, like, Sam and Dean, they basically, like, Sam and Dean run into Ronald, and they're like, what the fuck is going on here? What's your crap uh, doing in here? Yeah, and so they, he leads everyone into the vault, and Sam and Dean convinces Ronald that Dean knows what's going on, too. And then that's when Dean is like, okay, Ronald, you were, like, so close to being right. I'm just going to give you the answer. Yeah, I'm yeah. just giving you the answer here. It's not androids. It's a shapeshifter. And Ronald is, like, delighted by this. Yeah. Because he's he's like, first of all, it means that he's not crazy. But he's I feel like he's also still low-key disappointed that it's not androids. Yeah. Like, I would be. I'd be like, fuck, it's not a robot. Shit. That's because you want to fuck that android. I mean, that's a different discussion. But (laughs) For a different podcast. um, (laughs) Coming this fall. Oh, God. Wouldn't you want to fuck something that could change into whatever the hell you wanted it to? No. I mean. Because I believe in fucking people for their personalities. I I want to fuck you personally. Okay. I I pointed right at Ben when I I said that. (laughs) (laughs) But so. um, I guess I'm the only one that wants to fuck Mystique. So they. I mean, I want to fuck Mystique, but for a personality. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love crazy, murdery seductresses. You want to kill all humans. They are great. I can respect that. So Honestly, back to the story. I just love women. But who so break my neck. Um, then there's like the whole thing of like they got to figure out who the shapeshifter is before the cops bust into the fucking uh, bank because the place is surrounded now. And then like uh, there, there, the comes up the scene where we started, where Dean is pushing a guy out the door because he's like a guard having a heart attack or something. Yeah, and uh, that's when they also figure out who the shapeshifter is because Dean comes across someone's body and then goes back down to the vault and he's like, "It's you." And so he like like those non-specific terms you're using. Yeah. Yeah. The shapeshifter changes into two different people, three different people over the course of this episode. Yeah. First is the bank manager. Mm -hmm. Then this black guy who was like a customer at the bank. Yeah. And like Dean finds his body stuffed in the ceiling, Mm -hmm. which means he must have turned into a fucking NBA player to be able to reach up. Hide a body in there. Uh, yeah, and then he, and then, uh, oh, Ronald dies. Yeah, so Ronald, unfortunately, but, and Dean, Dean is, like, trying to get Ronald to, like, be a good hostage manager. Yeah. Like, Dean, Dean and Sam basically take over the hostage situation. Yeah. Because Ronald is doing such a bad job. They're like, this some, fucking amateur. Some yeah. people are not born for management. Yeah, and so. <laughs> <laughs> Look. There's a reason why Ronald was a security guard and not a manager at a Wendy's. Yeah. Okay? He is not good at corralling people. But so, um... He's made Ben so laugh so much, he's fucking dying. But yeah, unfortunately, Ronald, like, he steps out in front of a window and he gets sniped through the heart. Like a Which bitch. is very sad. But, um... There's not much time to deal with that because there is a shapeshifter afoot. And, uh, so Sam and Dean basically, like... They find out that it changed again into someone else, and they f- they find this girl's body, and it's the girl who is like a bank teller at the at the bank. Yeah, the pretty token lady. Yeah, she's like the pretty token yeah, lady. Yeah, there needs who, to be one blonde per episode, sometimes two, but that is our maximum blondes, guys. One of them will die. One of them will die. And they find her... Um, they had two for with this one. Yeah, they find her in Supernatural Tradition in a white slip. She is a blonde woman wearing a white slip who is dead. And uh, nothing is more supernatural than that. And then they find they get the lady who they think is the shapeshifter. They take her out. She sees her own dead body and goes, What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And then faints. And then faints. And Dean's like, Oh, that's a pretty good reaction to make me think that it's actually you. And then it it like almost stabs this lady. And Sam is like, Dean. Think about this. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you guys. There is no description of this scene that is going to be better than watching the actual scene. Yeah. Because it was hilarious. This episode in general was very, like, funny and goofy. This episode was a lot of fun. Yeah. This is Uh, is another good, just supernatural episode. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, as, as, uh, Dean figures out that, like, almost stabs the real shapeshifter, the FBI walks in. Also, the FBI shows up, and this dude gets on the phone with Dean. He calls, like, the bank phone. Agent Hendrickson. Agent Hendrickson is this FBI badass that has been tracking down Sam and Dean for months months and is like, we're gonna fuck you guys up. And Dean is like, oh, shit. 
Oh, shit. I wish you wouldn't. Several so, times throughout this episode, Dean is like, we are so screwed. Yeah. <laughs> we are so fucked. We are so fucked. And one of, that, one of those times happens after he talks to Adrian Hendrickson, because Adrian Hendrickson has his fucking number. Yeah. To a T. Yeah. Uh, but so, um, Dean has a fight with the shapeshifter and wins, and Sam takes out the two wimpiest SWAT team members of all time because I mean, like, come on. Yeah. I know it's Jared Pedalecki and he's huge, but also two guys on one. Yeah. Who are with also, guns? With two, guns. Two of them have guns. Two of them have guns. And, it's, and it is a it is a alive or dead situation. Like, yeah. Adrian Hendrickson was like, "We'll kill you." They could have shot Sam. All yeah. I'm saying. And so. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I guess so Sam knocks them out and takes their uniforms, and Sam and Dean, uh, after dealing with the shapeshifter, are able to escape uh, in SWAT outfits to a stick song. And Renegade! Uh, yeah. And uh, that was the episode. Um, This episode was fucking great. It was amazing. See, this is that thing. If this had been the episode that I had first seen of Supernatural... I probably would have been like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. This episode... Okay, especially we should, after... We should have had Nerado on for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we should have had Rod on for this one. The The last episode we did um, was not that great. No. I remember I was talking about it and I was just being like, uh, it's kind of boring. I don't even remember what the episode was. Playthings. Yeah. Which is the episode about like the girl's imaginary friend. Oh, the thing with the dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah the thing yeah, with the dolls. Yeah, okay. And it just kind of like that episode was very much like the dead in the water of this season. Right. And then it's kind of boring. Also involves like self-sacrifice. Also, there's water involved. And now we're at a point where like the ghost episodes are kind of boring. Now. Yeah, we've seen a lot of ghosts. They will be for a bit. Yeah. They do get better. There okay. are go there are good go- yeah, I agree with you, Ben. There are good ghost episodes coming up, but like at this point Like that, actually there's a ghost episode coming up this season that I really I remember really enjoying like, and so maybe far, I'm misremembering. So but, far the ghost episodes have kind of been one note. Yeah. Well the next ghost episode we have is a two note ghost episode. Mm. But that's because they did something different. They changed it up a little bit. Okay. It's not a just and a flare. Yes. They're at least doing chopsticks. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, but, but that's because they change it up. They're just not doing the, hey, we got this ghost that we got to fucking kill. So, like, that episode I remember really fondly, and hopefully it's just as good as I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this, even though we've seen this monster before, mm-hmm. this was like, they did something different. Yeah. It's a heist. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a bank heist going on, kind of. Bank heist. Yeah. So it's just like it's it's kind of cool that it has that like, hey, we got to find this monster. And it could be anybody, and you know we're tra- we're all trapped in this one place, and there are a ton of people with us, and this crazy guy's going around with a gun. Yep, that was nice. Okay, but real talk though. Yeah, I'm gonna like. Here's my plan. If I'm a shapeshifter, mm-hmm. I become the most beautiful person in the world. Yes, beautiful people can always find incredibly easy jobs. Yeah, right. Yeah, acting. Modeling. I'm not saying those jobs are easy. I'm saying they're a lot easier than being like a ditch builder or something. You yeah. know what I mean? <clears throat> All I'm saying is maybe acting is a titch easier than like working 12 hour shifts at McDonald's. It's true. All right. Yeah. There might be a titch more money in that. A titch more money and a titch more fun, probably. Yeah, a little bit. All right. So become the most beautiful person in the world and a good actor. 
make millions of dollars doing that. All right. Or I become a white man, become president. Who knows? <laughs> the point right. is, there's more money in being an actor. There's more money. That is true. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta make money to be able to get to a place where you can run for president. Yeah, that's the point true. is make a shit ton of money, have a job that I would enjoy doing. I don't know. Apparently, you can just get a really good job, or be born into a lot of money. Uh, have a ton of businesses, then become president, and then funnel a lot of money into those businesses by staying at them way too much. You're right. Uh, you can like, break the law. The point is, is that <laughs> if, I'm, if I want to make money, I'm not going to live in the fucking sewer. All right. Yeah. I am a shapeshifter. I can be anybody in the world. Maybe. Why am I wasting my time with these two bit jobs? Is because I have a lust for murder. Well, maybe this is the headcanon for this episode that this shifter was gearing up to have a ton of money to be able to. Fund a lifestyle such as that. But it gets rid of the jewels. It gets See, rid of all the money and jewels. I think it just likes to kill. But here's the thing. No, I don't. When you're rich, nobody cares how many people you murder. I don't rich think. Rich people can get away with anything. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I don't think it got rid of the jewels. People think that they, people think that the, the, the actual victims of the shapeshifter, the people the shapeshifter framed they think that those people got rid of the money and got rid of the jewels because they couldn't find it in their apartment. Oh. Yeah, so they're like, how weird is it that they stole all this, dumped it somewhere, and then killed themselves? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you picking up what I'm putting down now? Okay, okay. I, you're right, you're See, right. if it's staying in the sewers, then they're not checking the sewers. That's probably where all the money and diamonds are. That's yeah. true. I will say this, though. I feel like... I feel like I would still earn my money legitimately through some bullshit job See that, like being a comedian but there's no just kidding there's no money in that yeah there's no story in that yeah I know there's not a story I'm just saying like why are so many shapeshifters turning to a life of crime plus if you steal money you don't have to pay taxes exactly fuck the police yeah but then you gotta set up like a money laundering business yeah, That's I guess not I'm just, hard. I'm, I'm, well, Get a shitty. Well, I don't mean shitty as in bad. I mean shitty as in like. If a, it were easy, everybody would do it. All right. Maybe it is. Maybe we're not, maybe, maybe we're like, overthinking. This. I feel like I was just possessed by the ghost of Patricia Highsmith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if crimes were easy to commit, everybody would do it. Maybe they if are. there were no laws holding society <laughs> together. Okay. Uh, look, all I'm saying is that if you if you so want to murder people that like you have to do it. Don't bother, like, just Murdering become rich through your shape-shifting abilities. Kill it in the business game. And then kill anybody you want, and nobody will kill because you're rich. Yeah. What I'm saying is rich people get away with it. Like, Donald Trump has definitely killed somebody. Probably. Pro right? He's probably paid money to go, like, most dangerous game on somebody. Right? Wasn't there an island that, that, like, that they had to, like, shut down for that? Or am I just feverish? <laughs> I, think you're just I feverish. don't know what you're talking yeah. about. All I'm saying is that, like, all these shapeshifters are, like, doing two-bit crimes and getting caught by hunters. Like, just become well, see, if a they president. The, if they do two-bit crimes and get caught by hunters, they don't have to deal with, I don't know, federal offenses. That's true. Oh, what about this? If you copy somebody's DNA, like, if I were a shapeshifter and I a lust for murder situation, maybe I don't want to work my way up through the ranks. Mm -hmm. Why don't I just kill people? a CEO? You know, that's the crux of a season coming up, right? What? Is that a thing? Yeah. You've seen that season. That was part of the reason why you stopped watching Supernatural. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, sure, it's not a shapeshifter, but still. 
Yeah, but that guy had like other I, issues. I cannot wait for that season for this fucking podcast. Oh, I know. First of all, we're gonna get to my least favorite episode in that season. My dick is so hard. <laughs> Mine too. That being said, it never softens, but that's beside the point. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, you it be also a doctor. It also stays in your bedroom. <laughs> it, that's because it's plastic. <laughs> you should see a doctor. Holy shit! <laughs> Fine. That's rigor mortis. Uh. That's actually my porn name. <laughs> Regina Mortis. I exclusively do necromancy themed porn. <laughs> Regina Mortis. <laughs> Regina Mortis. <laughs> Keep them hard through the afterlife. Oh um, my god! And a mean girls reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Regina Georges or Jordis. Uh, I'm um, so hard through rigor mortis. Me and necromancer and opportunist. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> A necromancer and a n- nymphomaniac. Wait a minute, what's going on? Oh my god! There was an episode of Law and Order S- <clears throat> where this lady was staging uh, sex sexual assault by sticking an electrode or electrode up cadavers' bee holes so they would get boners. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm a necromancer and a nymphomaniac, all right? I don't want to have sex with dead people. I want to have sex with recently dead people. So you general palpatine up some dude's b-hole for a boner while he's dead? No, I bring him back to life. I bring him back to life first. I bring my corpse back to life. And then it's so grateful that I've brought it back from hell. That it wants to, it, you know, they want to have sex with me. And who am I going to, what am I going to say? No. <laughs> Wait, to this conversation's got weird. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get back to the show. <laughs> let's get back. Okay. Let's thank back you. Thank you for listening to my rant on why the shapeshifters in the show make no sense. Because I feel, again, just kill Roger Ailes. Okay. Partly because I want him to die. And also partly because just take over the Fox News Nobody's checking to see if that guy's a shapeshifter, and he constantly looks like he's, his skin is melting off of his body. Okay? It's fine. I'm, it's a flawless plan. Dissolve his body in some acid. No body, no crime. And he got him right there. And you copy his DNA, so you, like, know all his shit. And that's my... That's yep. my... Thank there you for coming is. to my TED Talk. We got it. Shit. Hey, if you're a shapeshifter, do you listen to this podcast? Take my advice. Don't kill me. I have no assets. All right? My sure. savings account has negative two dollars in it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Somebody needs an account. Do you realize that this is the third episode? Every episode that's gonna deal with like the law coming in on Dean uh-huh. involves a cold open. Yes. Where he it looks like he's in the middle of some Ooh. crime. Like a that is true. You were right about that. You may be wondering how I got in on the <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, Dean here. <laughs> You may be wondering how I got into this mess. Like, it's always like we, we catch him, like somebody that looks like Dean in a murder situation or in control of a hostage situation they did not want. What was that other one? <laughs> he was like in the middle of being investigated for murder. Yes. Yeah. So three separate times. Yeah, the first shapeshifter episode. Yep. Then, like, what? It was a few episodes ago that was pretty good with the lady cop. Yeah, the lady cop. Yeah. What was that episode about? That episode is about... It's not a shapeshifter episode, but it was is Was that vampires? A, it wasn't vampires. It was an omen. 
So the so the murderer was a human. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. It yeah. wasn't a ghost. It was like the thing. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. it was kind of a ghost episode, but the ghost wasn't the murderer. Right. And it was a is an omen coming to like warn these people that they were about to be killed. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they found on the body this the thing, necklace. Thing, uh, custom necklace. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember now. A fucking moron. I remember yeah. that. Just change it up a little bit. It's already custom. You're paying uh, the she's same already, price. She's up. She's up there in my favorite. Uh, the one week woman. Yeah. yeah. New favorite one week woman? Ronald. Ronald. Yeah. Let's talk about Ronald. Ronald was great. He was a delight. Because it was like all of the conspiracy theory guy, like he had been let go from his job because of this whole thing. Yeah. And now he's like, but I have to prove that it's real. Because I, I keep insisting it's the mandroid. That's yeah. what he called it. The Mandroid. I, uh, first of all, think of a better name, Ronald. Yeah, just Mandroid. Android. What about just Android? Yeah, Android, he, he robot. He way too proud of Mandroid. He was very proud of Mandroid. I have to say this, though. Sam and Dean's reaction to him was like, this fucking guy. Yeah. All right, let's go kill the shapeshifter. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. Shapeshifters are fucking normal, but you believe in an Android that can shapeshift and suddenly you're crazy? Yeah. He has glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. That's why That's why Ronald's so convinced. Right, because Ronald has a copy of the security tape and he sees the guy with glowing eyes. And yeah. he's like, laser eyes. Laser Sam's such a dick to him, too. Yeah, Sam was a super asshole. Dean was kind of, like, going along with it. Yeah. Dean was like, let's throw him up. Okay, this is actually, this ties into something I've talked about on the podcast before. I'm going to bring it up again until writers start doing it. <sighs> Keeping people in the dark does not protect them. Did it protect Ronald? No. No. He shot in the back. Well, Sam's- that's his own fault. That, true. Yeah, he did stand in the light like a fucking moron. Well, it's not victim blame, but, yeah. Uh... Don't go into a hostage situation without a bulletproof vest. Um, okay. Don't go into a hostage situation at all. Yeah. <laughs> don't run a hostage situation. Yeah. Uh, don't throw chains on a bank door and expect to not die after shooting a fucking M4 carbine into the goddamn ceiling. You're right. Uh, but so Sam, so Sam, like. Uh, Ronald explains to the mandroid in this very first scene. He has like the wall of conspiracy theories up, you know, yeah, where he's like, he's like putting up articles and he's like drawing, like this connects. And here's where the, here's where the mandroid's gonna attack next. I feel like he had a solid theory about how to make a murderer. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. That joke will flatter than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. My bad. <sighs> it's flatter than eleven year old girl. Boom. Uh, and. Close. The mandroid, um, and, and, and Sam stands up and is like, Ronald, I'm about to break it down for you. What I'm going to say is the God's honest truth, which, how do, you tell, how do you know someone's lying to you? They preface it with that. Yeah. And then, like, Dean gets so excited. He's like, oh, we're going to tell this cracker-ass motherfucker the truth. He's going to yeah. learn, learn something today. Go change some lives. And go. Sam goes, it's not it. It's just a guy. Just a dude. Just a dude. Who's your friend? He rubbed the place. Yeah. Your friend's a dick. You're a goal. You're an asshole. Yeah. And then he commits suicide because fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were a bad friend. You're a bad friend. And you deserve to feel bad. Yeah. And Dean is like, damn, harsh, man. Yeah. We could have told him the truth. He could have handled it. And he Sam, thought it was mandroids. And Sam, Sam was like, it, it, yeah, Dean's like, I mean, he did some legwork. And Sam says, better that he's like at home and safe and in the dark than knowledgeable about this stuff. It's like he I mean, said that and then 
Rhino would put the chains on the fucking bank. Yeah. Sentence. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, I can see where Sam is coming from with that, mm-hmm. but also like there is an episode because. Yeah, I don't know. Sam has this thing where he's like, he doesn't want to tell people about supernatural stuff. He wants because, to keep them protected and innocent. Right, yeah. yeah. And I, I see that, and I, I, I get that motivation. My problem is keeping people in the dark does not protect them. Forewarned is forearmed. There's an episode of Black Mirror I just watched because I finally started watching that show that deals with this. Because the mom, because the girl, this mom, she's a single parent. She lives with her grand, with her father, the kid's granddad, and so the kid runs off one day while she's like a little kid, like three years old, right? Mm-hmm. And so the mom gets this experimental procedure that puts a chip in the little girl's head, and through the chip, the mom can see what the little girl sees through this little tablet, right? Oh no! And so as she grows up, she can turn on like parental controls to where the girl can't see anything sexual, violent, or anything like that. It like it censors it, right? And so as a little girl gets into like maybe about middle school age, that's when she can she starts to realize that she's different and yeah. that she can't see these things. And she finally can uh, can uh, tells her mom about it. She's like, "Look, I feel like I can handle it. I'm getting old enough. I want to be able to, you know, process life." Yeah. And so the mom turns off all the parental control. She can finally see stuff and there's this little montage of her friend at school showing her porn. Violent movies, violent videos on like break.com and shit like that. Uh-huh. And then she gets even older and she kind of does the thing where like, okay, you're going to tell your parents you're at my house and I'm going to tell my mama you're, we're at your house sure. watching movies. Classic. And actually we're going to go to the lake with this dude that sells drugs and probably hook up with him. And they do that, and the mom turns on the tablet because she calls around and realizes that her daughter isn't where she thought oh, she would. No. And she opens the tablet. While the girl is losing her virginity and the mom just freaks the fuck out. That's rough. And then, like, it happens again and, like, the mom kind of freaks out because the kid, the the van guy that she was fucking in the van uh, is giving her cocaine for the first time. And he's like, I really don't want to goddamn do this. Wow. And the mom, like, turns on all the shit and it goes crazy. So, I think it's better to let your kid fuck up by themselves. Wait, this turned into an after-school special. I was about yeah. to say, but this yeah. is very different from what I was talking about, but continue. But no, no it's like, I really think if you, rather than like helicopter, mm. and be like, no, you can't see this shit. Like, you can't see it. I think it's much healthier to be like, look, drugs are bad. If you're going to try one, try weed. Right. It's safe. It's not that bad for you. I wouldn't smoke it until after I'm like 21, so your brain is fully developed. But that's just me. It's my take. Uh, don't do coke. It's expensive, and all you're going to feel like doing is doing more cocaine. Hmm. See, uh, I was talking about superheroes. Oh. That's what I was connecting it to. Oh, my bad. It is a we, common... We live different Yeah, lives. we live different different lives. Uh, yeah. It is a common superhero trope where, like, I can't tell my family or my loved ones that I am the ex. Right. Because then my enemies will come after them. Um. Why... Like, are your loved ones going to go up to Lex Luthor and be like, psst, Lex, it's Clark Kent. Like, Louis I mean, Lane's not spilling the beans there. Maybe. They might. I, but probably What not. if they accidentally do it? No. What? No. Yeah. What? What if they just, like, accidentally point, let it slip? The point is, if you're about to get into this vigilante superhero lifestyle, you need to tell the people who you're closest to in their lives so that they know not to let in mass murderers, all right? 
or like yeah. your arch enemies. Yeah, that's also true. Like, see, I feel like we're saying like the same thing. We are in, saying the same thing, yeah, but in different ways. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's like, hey, I know so and so. Oh, yeah. really? No way. Yeah, we're our rivals. What? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, Bang. He's a fuck stick and likes to murder people with babies. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, Aunt May. Don't let the Green Goblin in for Thanksgiving. All right. <laughs> He is my arch enemy, and he wants yeah, to kill me. That's not green bean casserole. That's plutonium nitrate. <laughs> yeah, do me this one favor. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, I, I think if Sam and Dean had been like Ronald, this you are close. This isn't a mandroid. This is a shapeshifter. We are literally professionals, and we handle this. Then it could have been wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Walk into the bank, kill the shapeshifter. Dunzo. Yeah. Out of here before anybody knows their name. Out of here in time for tea. Yep. But. That being said, this episode was excellent, so I'm glad it that was. happened. Like, like, sure, it could have been like neater and like a little bit more like a. Bah, 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 bah. Now this like, episode's what? great. Yeah, fuck yeah! I wouldn't change a goddamn thing about this episode. I wouldn't change a goddamn thing. Except either. that Ronald doesn't die, or Ronald does die, but then they take off his clothes and it's revealed that he's wearing a white nightgown underneath. Oh my god! <laughs> that <laughs> was yeah. Blonde. That was something I said when Ronald got shot and yeah. died. I was like, he's not even wearing white. He's not even. <laughs> He's not even in a nightgown. He can't, he can't die. He's not wearing white. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, only thing that would have made this episode better. Um, oh, in my notes I wrote down, oh, that lady who, like, the lady who eventually is the shapeshifter. Yeah. At the beginning of this whole fiasco, she wants the D. Ah. Uh, Real bad. She wants that D and D. Yep. And I wrote down, lady, it's not the time. Yeah. And then I wrote down... Ten bucks says she's the shapeshifter, which I was wrong at the time. You were wrong at the time, but eventually you became correct. I was correct, yes. Yeah, because like the big thing is, is like, like sure they got out and started running around and shit. Yeah, but also it's a thing we should probably talk about. Do you think a skin like the skin or the shapeshifter, sorry, uh, can just touch somebody and like touch several people and then just change on a whim in, into any of those people, or is it just the last person they touch? Uh, I think it's. I think they can change into, in a whim. Like, if, okay, like, it's a situation where I can touch you and Travis. Yeah. I'm a shapeshifter. And then, like, I can change into Travis. Mm. But then I can also change into Ben later. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I feel like the rules of shapeshifters hasn't been super well defined. Yeah. So. Yeah, because we also don't go into, like, I know last time we did a shapeshifter episode, we talked about how our theory is, is that they copy the memories and the DNA yeah. and everything. Right. Um, but they don't really talk about that. Mm-mm. I think logistically they would have to. Yeah. But also they do talk about that a little bit because like Dean or like Shifter Dean was talking to Sam and being like, oh, I see all your memories and I see how he actually feels about you. And right. Like yeah. So. But also Ronald said uh, when he was talking about his buddy that was a mandroid. Yeah. The sh- when the shapeshifter was his buddy, he was like, it was like him. But it wasn't him. It was like a perfect doll version of him. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like a like a fucking Fallout Four synth situation. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like a perfect copy, so perfect that, that it's, it's not. It can't. Be. It can't be. Yeah. That. That would be like, like it would be kind of. It would kind of be like if you because if you can copy somebody's entire memory, mm-hmm. then it's possible that you can remember things they don't even remember anymore. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, if you came in, Travis, and we're like, or maybe better example, if I came into a situation, I had been shapeshifted, 
right? And I was like, hey, remember this thing? You immediately would be like, no, Ari, you don't remember that thing. You have the worst memory of anyone I've ever met outside of an Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, that is true. And, and like, you would know I'm, it would be too perfect of a copy. Mm-hmm. Probably insist you call me Arian. Just being yeah. a nightmare. <sighs> Shapeshifters. <laughs> I wish this episode had been called Shapeshifters, Robots in Disguise. That would have been good. That's the name of this episode. (laughs) We should talk about the fact, can we talk about the Solomon's baby scene? Yeah. (laughs) There were the two ladies, the exact copies of each other. And it's like, which one should we kill? Yes. Dude, this scene, okay. It was like a Brechtian dream, right? Like, she, the, the, okay, so... Bank lady, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm going to call Bank Lady, uh, falls unconscious at the sight of seeing her in a white slip dead. Yeah. Which, by the way, where did the shapeshifter get a white slip? Yeah, who knows? See, like I said, she just had that on her. I feel like she just, or the shifter just keeps a suitcase in the sewers for emergencies, and it's full of nothing but white slips and plaid shirts and jeans. That's it. Well, see, the other dude that the um, the bank manager, no, not the bank manager, the, the, black, guy. the black guy. He was naked when Dean found him. See, yeah, he just stole the clothes. So he stole the clothes. Yeah, where so, the yeah, so where did the shapeshifter get the white slip? Supernatural rhinos, answer me. Well, you can't just have a naked white lady on syndicated television. Yeah, a naked black guy, it's fine. Yeah. This is a double standard. I guess <laughs> I guess you're right. As a bisexual woman, I'm very Maybe the white it. slip is That's supposed to be man. symbolic that she is naked. Yeah. Maybe the white slip is the Supernatural writers, like, in an earlier draft, plan to kill its character. Yeah. Wait, they did kill her. Yeah. It's yet another white blonde woman in a white slip that dies. Well, the shapeshifter dies as her. She doesn't die. Do you think that's true? She gets taken out of the bank by the SWAT member, who, the, the, the who then is, is like, there. I could have sworn I just saw her. Oh, God. Yeah. Worst detective work in yeah. the world. Oh, my God. Hey, SWAT team guy. Oh, she must have had a twin. Really? Why don't you do a modicum of research? Well, he's a SWAT team guy, not a detective. So I don't know. You still couldn't like have been like, hey, lady, sorry about your twin that died. Oh, I don't have a twin. This is a Solomon's baby situation. It's <laughs> a Solomon's baby situation. He's a SWAT team member. Like he knows what that is. Well, it's a you know there were two of me and they were trying to figure out the real one, so they both cut me in half, or they cut me both in half. <laughs> they cut both of us in half. Yeah. They they put my leg like, they put my legs on her body <laughs> and my body on her legs and I was like yeah. no I don't want to be cut in half and they were like ah oh, you must be the real one because <laughs> you don't want to be cut in half <laughs> I'll take the top part <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with being cut in half said the shapeshifter <laughs> uh, real Solomon's baby situation um, I okay the scene we were talking about earlier though when the we first the the blonde lady, the bank lady, first sees herself dead on the ground and then faints. Mm-hmm. Is again just go rewatch this episode because any description we do is not going to be good enough. But there's this fantastic moment where Dean's about to kill the the real bank lady, yeah. and Sam's like, "Dean, wait, <laughs> take a minute. This doesn't make any fucking sense." <laughs> This is not the way to ward off somebody if you're trying to fight them off. Yeah. And then Dean's like, oh, yeah. 
fucking right. We're not bears. Why would they, why would you have to play dead? <laughs> Maybe my, this doesn't even make any fucking sense. One of my favorite web comics is uh, the dude running away from the bears. He says, "Oh yeah, I should just play dead." Yeah, that's how you get rid of the bears. And so he plays dead, and like the two bears look at each other and then like set up a crime scene and do a talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one bear trying to control the crowd. Oh, I love it. Uh. uh We'll put that in the non-existent show notes. Yeah, yep. in those show notes we're never going to do. Nope. Stop asking. No, just, just, just Google webcomic featuring bears. Also, watch this episode and watch for this scene specifically because it's pretty fucking fantastic. The whole fucking the whole episode. episode. The whole episode is, is great. It's really good. 10, would watch again. I let's let's stop recording and watch it again. Yeah, I I would watch this episode right now. Um. Uh, just like from beginning, even though the the cold open, at this point, guys, we're not going to be like, oh, Dean really is a bad guy. Yeah. Like that doesn't come until much later. So. Very true. So. Very true. Like stop. Stop trying to fake us out with these, these like, oh, Dean's committing a crime. Like the only crimes he commits is grave digging and. See, I feel like they, they were trying to fake us out. I think they were like, let's just have a fun episode and see what the fuck happens. Yeah, that's true. What could possibly be going on here? Dean has a problem with John Foreheads. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to kill everyone in Wisconsin. Yeah, John Red Fiveheads. Yeah. Five men, sorry. <laughs> um, John Red five, Forehead Man. <laughs> can we talk about Agent Hendrickson? Yes. Uh, okay. What a supreme badass. What a supreme with cheese, badass. Royale with Royale cheese. With cheese. Royale. Ezekiel Do fromage. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the minute this guy goes on the scene, it's like such classic, like yeah, when FBI it, versus cop talk. When he stole yeah. David Duchovny, that was a pretty amazing <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah, David not David this Duchovny. Episode. Yeah. Um. Agent Mulder uh, <laughs> is the cop who's like. This isn't going down like a normal bank heist, and he like the minute Hendrickson's there, I was like, "Oh, we get we're gonna get a great character." And then yeah. this white guy comes on the screen. I was like, "Oh, I guess we don't get it." Yeah. And then he appears behind the white guy, and I was like, "Yeah, Agent you Hendrickson is black." Super hype about it. Oh, I fucking love this guy so much, and this actor is fantastic. He was really good. This guy is a lot better than Gordon, but he kind of does what Gordon does. Only he's against Dean, not Sam. Uh. Yeah, but it's not. The Gordon, it's. Hendrickson is not an unrepentant, like, I'm going to murder everything that's different. He, he is yeah. unrepentant in the sense that he. He, he thinks, he sees, Dean, he sees, he thinks he, Dean is a mass murderer. That's my point. Yeah. He's, he sees all the wackadoo shit and just writes it off. He's like, no, Dean's a crazy man killing people in wackadoo ways. Yeah. There's this super vague conversation where, like,. Agent Agent Mulder is like, uh, this isn't like a normal heist. And Hendrickson goes, oh, there's nothing about this normal. There's a monster because there's in a this. monster in there. And like first viewing, somebody would be like, oh, is this? Yeah, it's like, oh, the U.S. government knows about supernatural stuff. And absolutely not. Yeah, no, he's, he's calling Dean a monster. Yeah. Uh, Agent Agent Hendrickson and Dean talk on the phone, just like the spark of their relationship that'll last a lifetime. Say he like he does the same thing, but against Dean rather than Sam. It's just that he unrepentantly wants to catch Dean for no, and he's not going to listen to anything. 
He like, does, though, eventually. He does eventually. Spoiler alert. Wow, thanks. Adric- Dude, it's, got, it, uh, it, it's broadcast a mile away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Agent, Agent Hendrickson has a couple of really badass moments in this show. I will say this. You're gonna, <coughs> like, sure, we spoiled it for you that it's going to happen. Right. It happens in a really fucking badass and cool way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Agent Hendrickson ain't fucking around. Sweet. It's, uh, do we want to say when it is? End of season three. Yeah. Okay. So. Which is shorter than season two, so you'll get to even faster. Nice. Honestly, yeah. at the point we are in season two, by we, this time in season three, we will almost be done with yeah, the season. Like, we're like here, wow. we're here for season two, but mm-hmm. for season three, we would be like right fucking here. Oh, yeah, damn. we would be like t- like two what, episodes away. What episode was this? Season or episode fourteen? Yes. Uh, There's what, sixteen episodes. I don't think yes. it was episode fourteen. You're probably right. I think it was like episode twelve. You're correct. Yeah. It was episode 12. The point still stands. At this point in the season, we're like, oh, we're halfway through. Um, next season, we're going to be like, oh, we are almost, almost done. done. Wow. Yeah. It's going to go by really quick, especially since season three, spoiler alert, is fucking amazing yeah. in how crazy terrible it is. Yeah. We're going to talk about the writer's strike. We're going to talk about some shit. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Agent Hendrickson, like... The conversation that he has with Dean is so, so good. We get a little bit of like, your father was a wackadoo shit too. Yeah. And Dean's like, don't talk about John Winchester that way. Look, mm-hmm. only I can talk about John Winchester yeah. that way. Uh, I did like the line. Uh, Dean was like, I'm not really in the negotiating mood. And Hendrix was like, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Hendrix was like, look, bud. I, we can take you either dead or alive, and I really don't care either way. Yeah. Fuck you. Because, like, at this, to, to Hendrickson, right? Mm-hmm. Which, like, okay, maybe he should have picked up the signs. Maybe he should have been like, there's some wackadoo shit going on here that's not just Dean's wackadoo shit. Yeah. Like, he does find two melted puddles of skin, right? Yeah. Hypothetically. We don't see it, but he does. If he's going through the whole bank. That's true. And and the bank and the the people who you're in the bank with, like the black guy who the shapeshifter like turned into first, mm-hmm. saw them attack. I guess from the bank people's point of view, it could just be like, "Hey, he was trying to save us." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. So, um, from Adrian Henderson's point of view, like Dean is a mass murderer. Yeah, Dean killed. Dean and Sam are two two people in this bank. Yeah. Three people in the bank died. Yeah. Two of which Dean hypothetically killed. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Ronald died, but we're not counting him. Right. And then um, you've got uh, then all the people who died in St. Louis that they know about. Yep. Then you've got um, the thing in Baltimore. And then Hendrickson knows about the, gay, the, the grave desecrations. I was going to say the gay desecrations. Yeah. <laughs> the grave desecrations. Yeah. This guy, like Hendrickson's, from Hendrickson's point of view, you've got to be like, this is Satanic Panic 2.0. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, why else do you know those fucking dead bodies? The light on fire. So, yeah, from from Hendrickson's point of view, who has no knowledge of the supernatural, this is like... It's some fucking crazy shit. Some crazy fucking shit. Yeah, so Adrian Henderson, Stone Cold Badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's like the second prominent black character. Do we count Cassie? 
Who's Cassie? Cassie. Okay, so okay, no. That, that answers that question. Oh. No, Cassie's the girl from... Oh, from Route 6066. 6066. Yeah. Route 6066. She's the girl who had a relationship with Dean. Route 6066. She definitely is the main. She's definitely the one-week woman for that. Yeah. And has some like pretty main... She, main character. I mean, she's not she, a main character, but she's some, she's some important supporting stuff. Yeah. Define prominent character. I would say Gordon is really the first one. As far as like first black prominent characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say characters that have more influence on the plot than just like... Than just one episode. One episode, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's fucking true. So I'm going to say Gordon's the first one, Adrian Hendrickson's the second. It's a, it's a real short list, guys. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Real fucking short list. The only thing worse fit than being a woman in... Yeah, is being a person of color. Yeah. All right. All right. Honestly, though, more likely to survive if you're a person of color. Yeah. Less likely to survive if you're a blonde woman in a, who, who enjoys nightgowns. Yeah. White nightgowns. White nightgowns, man. Don't fucking do it. I'm going to go to a con. I'm going to cosplay in my nearly white nightgown, like dye my hair blonde. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who are you? I'm every woman in Supernatural. <laughs> who who dies? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, and then I feel it is appropriate to close out like the episode closed out. Yes. With the best stick song ever written. Really good. Renegade. Super good. And it was really well done for this episode, too. It was. The mm-hmm. long pause in the middle. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. It's, it starts playing when... Because Adrian Hendricks, because like the boys have gone, yeah, and Adrian Hendrickson is like, Adrian Hendrickson, sure, Adrian Hendrickson is like, I want you to tear this fucking bank apart, and the guys who told him he's gone is like, well, I don't think we'll have to, because here are these two nine naked SWAT team guys, yeah, and then it followed the song follows them into the car, and then it pauses, and it's like it's a pause that happens in the song. Yeah, it's like right when But they make it like last long way long. longer. Yeah, because you know, in the beginning of Renegade, where it's like, yeah, and it's like that slow start, and then this is before it gets into like, you're like, the jig is up, they finally found me. Our Renegade, who's time man? And yeah, so they pause there, and Dean just gets in one more. We are so screwed. So good. So yeah, overall. Great episode. Good, good episode. episode. Yeah. Good, good job, Supernatural. This episode had everything uh, an episode of Supernatural should have. Classic rock. Classic yep. rock. Murder. Murder. Mm-hmm. Murder she wrote. A, a blonde white woman in a pink slip, or yeah. no, it's white slip. Yep. Or an unconventional woman in white, if you will. Mm-hmm. Or a white knight in that. Uh, like Ronald was wearing white knight garb, if you will. Ha, 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 ha. That's a bad joke. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah, he's still chuckling. Uh, honestly, honestly, he's probably an incel. Let's be real. Oh, here. God. Let's, let's, yeah, I'm going to dig this hole. Didn't even <laughs> exist. <laughs> Ugh. Ronald. I want to think of him as he lived. Dead on the floor. Yep. Um. So, yeah. So, Travis. Yeah. This next episode is called The Houses of Holy. Break it down for us. All right. Sam and Dean are going to go to jolly old England. Oh, I thought you were going to make it an animal's reference. Or nope. at least a hyacinth house reference from the doors. No. Okay. They're, um, they're going to go to jolly old England. And they're going to be like, man, we want to go do something cool. So they travel back in time to 1971. And they go to a Led Zeppelin concert. 
and they play Houses of the Holy. Well, you know, that's, a, that's a solid spin on the short descriptions, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Probably not. Probably not. No. Probably going to be a monster. That would be a really cool episode because I want to say it was. It, it's definitely a member of Led Zeppelin that bought a castle in England. Oh, really? That would have ties to the That's probably Robert Plant. That, I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> if I. Or for a rich person because of my shape-shifting shenanigans, mm-hmm. I would buy a castle in England. Yeah. But I'm not because I'm not a shape-shifter. You can only become rich in one way. The members of Led Zeppelin were shape-shifters. Oh, okay. They shifted into... Jimmy Page is a Yeah. They True. shifted into musicians who like to steal music from other musicians. Oh. Boom! Oh, shit! Bitch is on fire! Hey! All right. Well, Travis... Yep. That's probably not going to happen. That's probably no. However, we will be here to talk about it if it does. My name is Ari Kobler. I'm Travis Short. I'm Ben Tykemiller. And if you want to reach us, you can reach us at Habcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. And at our email at heyaspetpodcast at gmail.com. You guys rock. Yep, please like like and review us on iTunes and Spotify or whatever. Subscribe. Yes. And uh, have a good life. Don't die. Cool. Ben, don't die. No, Ben. <laughs> Travis, do something. It's too late. He's already gone.